Monica and I'm Amelia and welcome to Small Girls Big Chats, a podcast where we talk all things and more about navigating life in our 20s, understanding more about how our culture has shaped us and everything in between. Grab a coffee or snack and make yourself comfortable. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, welcome to episode two. Yay! <laughs> Today's topic will be on education, careers, and our grad journeys, which should be very fun to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before we start, I would just like to quickly vent. <laughs> so my line has bus replacements, <laughs> and I just really hate buses and just the traffic. No, at no one likes a bus. So, yeah. yeah. That's the end of my vent, but I just really hate buses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have much to vent for this week. I've actually had a pretty decent week, I would say, pretty quiet. I started watching a new Korean drama. And as most of you would know from last week, growing up, I didn't watch many Korean dramas. So I actually watched my first one this year, and I'm watching my second one now. And I'm just hooked. I think I started on Wednesday, and I'm on the sec- uh, last episode now, actually. So... I'm hooked. I'm just, you know, in a mood for cheese. I told Mon this and I'm just in the mood for like really cheesy, lovey, dovey stuff. And I feel like Korean dramas just hit the spot. You're on the last episode? What? Yeah. Oh, I haven't told, I haven't updated you. Yeah, I'm on the last episode. I'm like halfway through the last one. Wait, let me know what, what, what's the title, Amelia? <laughs> oh, yes, the title of the drama, of course. I'm watching Secretary, what's wrong with Secretary Kim? Um, yeah. It's a bit of an older one. Mon's watched it already, but I'm enjoying it. It's it's just too good. Like, I can't get over it. Like, I'm a bit of a fangirl at the moment. It's just so, so cringy. Cute. Yeah. The whole thing is good, but objectively it is very cheesy. But like I said, I was in the mood for a little bit of cheese. So I'm going to finish that off after we record this podcast. And then oh I'll probably God. tell Mon about it. He's so <laughs> cute. But all K-dramas are cheesy. Yeah, I know. But I haven't watched enough to know that it is cheesy, you know, because this is only my second one. But They're regardless. And they are PG rated. <laughs> yeah, we want some action. Yeah, just, we were just talking about this yesterday. We just want the action. Like, they don't give it to you. It's all just a lot of hugging, which is like, give it to us. Give us the <laughs> juicy stuff. Too much um, slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's been my week. Very chill, just watching Korean dramas. I I, I want a new one to watch after this because I'm still in the mood for a Korean drama. So, Mon, you have to give me some. Well, I've given you a list, <laughs> but you just keep not looking at it. So. Because, like, I'm sure people listening would agree. You have to be in the mood to watch Korean dramas. You can't just watch it whenever. You have to be in a certain mood. So... But I'm in the mood now, don't worry, I'll look at your list, but you might want to resend the list because I think I lost it. <laughs> I will. I have one coming up for you. Tune in to hear Amelia's Korean drama journey. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the whole podcast, I'm just going to be talking about Korean dramas. <laughs> yeah, who needs this podcast? <laughs> yeah, who needs this podcast? This is about Korean dramas. But no, in all seriousness, today, like Mon did say, this week is all about education, careers and grads. And jobs. We probably don't have the most experience when it comes to careers because mm-hmm. we're both at the age where we're beginning our careers. So we're going to be about education and grad this week. And as most of you would know um, from the intro episode, Mon and I went to the same high school, but we studied different things, didn't we? Yeah, pretty different from what I remember. Wait, like, what did you study again? 
like it, um, subject wise in year 12 or year 11 mm -hmm. 12 right yeah I did chemistry oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I have all the questions there but <laughs> chemistry legal studies I did BC Chinese oh yep yep but oh my god like BC Chinese was a whole <laughs> drama itself I remember just nearly puking before my oral exam Oh yeah, I do remember all the language exams were really late on as well. So you you finished exams quite a bit after me. I finished the last day, pretty sure. Oh. Quite depressing. Oh. Everyone's done after three weeks, two weeks, and <laughs> you me. have to wait the whole time. <laughs> um, chemistry, legal studies. I did economics, but I hated economics in high school. Mm. Maybe because of our teacher, <laughs> but I no really hate. enjoyed it in university. Yeah, that is interesting because I did economics as well in BC and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't do very well in economics either. But, yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but in uni, it just made so much more sense. So mm. I did, I, I guess I'm very different to Mont because I didn't do any science subjects in BC. I was very business focused. I did mm. echo, accounting, business management, and then, you know, English and further. So easy further, I did methods. Yeah, she's smarter than me. I'm not a numbers person. I'm kidding. Are you though? Um, but I guess what's interesting is I don't know if it's because we're old, but I don't remember what it like what it was like choosing our subjects. Like, where do we even get our influence from? Because it's such a long time ago. Like, I don't know what drew me towards like business subjects. And what would what would you say drew you to science subjects? I did bar in Year Ten, and I remember. Mm kind of enjoying it but also realized maybe it wasn't my thing because mm -hmm. yeah. I also did try physics oh did you yeah in year 11 I think physics one and oh. two yeah not and for me. I fell asleep in every class for two weeks straight <laughs> <laughs> and I sat at the front also clearly see me sleeping oh okay so you didn't and... even try to hide it yeah, they didn't try this, but I dropped out of the class. I dropped out of the class in after two weeks. Mm -hmm. so oh, smart. I, yeah, but I enjoyed chemistry. It was really fun, and I had a good group of friends then. Mm. And I just thought, I remember, like, thinking I should choose subjects that would open my options. Because, yeah, yeah if, for those who don't know, in choosing universities and getting into the courses for us, you, mm -hmm. you might need to have prerequisites. Yeah. And yeah. for science subjects, you would have to do maybe do biology or chemistry or physics three and four to qualify for that course. Mm -hmm. Or for business, you might have to do further like Amelia did or methods, yeah. something like I did, yeah. to get into the you know, commerce. So I thought if I did chemistry, then I might want to pursue something science -y, so leaving it an option available. Yeah. But, That's actually uh, really smart. But then I yeah, didn't, I think towards the end, I just didn't, think it was my thing yeah but I completed it no matter what of course and I was yeah. getting tutored into it so like, I had to do it <laughs> um but yeah it just I think after that it was like science is a no-go for me and do you remember the finance conference we attended in year was 12? that in year 12 yeah oh I think yeah. I briefly remember I think but was that at school or was that out of school because I honestly can't remember it was out of school, and I think we all wanted to go and see what it was. Oh, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah. And, and that, that is that what made you choose it? Yeah, that kind of inspired me. I don't know what, what did, but it inspired me to choose something, choose 
finance. Mm. And yeah, like, what made you want to do marketing? Like, I'm, I don't even know because I, dro- I dropped science as soon as I could because I just re- early on I realized science wasn't for me. Mm. Um, and I wasn't particularly good at maths either. So I was kind of just left with the humanity subjects slash business subjects or art. And I wasn't very good at art either. So naturally I just went towards business subjects. But why I chose marketing, um, I'm just trying to think. So in Australia, we have to choose the university degree that we want to go to quite early on. So you kind of have to... Yeah, it's quite early. It's definitely way before you finish exams. So you, by the time you get your ATAR, you know what uni you'll get into. But I just remember when we had to start thinking about it, I was just trying to think, what do I actually want to do? Because in high school, I feel like you just have no idea. There's so many different things and high school subjects are not reflective of careers and all that. So it was really hard to choose. I just read a lot of I remember googling things and I just kind of oh I'm like oh yeah this marketing thing sounds kind of interesting but I was also interested in management because business management in high school in year 12 and that was my best subject and I really really enjoyed it so I just thought you know I'm going to do a double degree that was marketing Mm. management so I guess that's a pretty yeah that's a pretty simple answer because I just honestly don't remember it was just I read about it, sounded good to me, so I thought, why not? Let's apply for it. But when we got to uni, I didn't really like management, mm. turns out. So that's why I dropped management. I think I that's what, um, well, that's what I think Percy is all about, though, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, like all of us go into Percy, you're not really knowing what we're going for, what we're entering into. Mm. Because half the time, it's like either what you've heard, or maybe you've briefly read about or hear yeah. from like VC seminars or like forums, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So it's like really confusing. So I know for like both of us, we did continue to going down our pathway or we chose first. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that necessarily reflects everyone. Oh, no, for sure. Some people get into university and realise that they don't actually like the degree that mm. they're doing and then they move on and that's completely okay. Yeah, um, I guess we just happened to really like what we started and continued on with it. But going back to like year 12 days, because that was five years ago now, one of my family friends is doing his uh, English exams tomorrow because the year 12s have their first oh exams tomorrow. God. And I remember when he told me, I'm like, oh, my God, I still remember the day of the English exam. I just felt so sick. I did. I hated it because <laughs> I th- by then, I think everyone had memorized the essays they wanted to write in the exam. Yeah. 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 And you can morph that essay into whatever <laughs> topic Vika gave you. And I was like, fuck, what if they, like, give me something and I can't do anything about it? I'll fail <laughs> English and I get tutored in English. I'll get roasted by my parents and not get into uni and cry. <laughs> that's that's, that's exactly what I thought as well. It's just, like, the pressure of VC exams yeah. is just insane. Like, I had to do five exams as well. Like, can you imagine studying for five exams now? Because I can't. Yeah, that's way too much. And for methods, it was one calculator and one yeah calculator yeah that was the same as further I mean oh my god I guess it was the day after each other as well so it was like back to back oh so technically it was six exams we technically did oh but you did Chinese and that was like three separate exams yeah oral exam I think it was just oral and the written exam oh Um, yeah but I didn't do well in the subject (laughs) (laughs) this honor me (laughs) but that's like that's 
also interesting, right? Because I just think that sometimes people are just not good at studying and that then mm. reflects on how they perform. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not smart. Because I know in high school, I definitely didn't know what was the best way to study. I just yeah. thought, you know, every because everyone's kind of gave you, suggested the same study method and you kind of just for followed sure. it and thought, oh yeah, this is going to work for me. But I just realized I don't study like everyone else. So I didn't do it as well in high school as I would have hoped. But it's all right. That's in the past now. No one talks about ATAR. No. Oh my God, imagine. But I do think you eventually do find your pattern yep. or study habit. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I think high school us wasn't naive, but, yeah, we were just doing whatever everyone else was doing. Yeah. Like, we're reading this book, I'll read this too. Oh, yeah. you're doing that way? I'll, like, do stickers too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, definitely. And you kind of see everyone study the same way and then you just kind of force yourself to do the same thing. But I just don't memorise things the same way that someone else does. But that's okay. Like, everyone has their own techniques, like you said. Now thinking about choosing a uni degrees and stuff, did you ever feel pressure from your parents to go down a particular pathway? I think I was lucky then there mm-hmm. that I wasn't pressured, but it yep. was jokingly, maybe air quote jokingly, maybe it was actually like a push. <laughs> <laughs> like a low-key, like... <laughs> yeah, like, nudge, nudge, but please do medicine and be a doctor <laughs> or do law and be a lawyer because if you do that, then you earn money. And if you earn money, you can meet some really smart people, meet a good husband or someone, you know. And then... Asian. Uh, yeah, big money, make, make good money, and then you can buy a house. And then when you have kids, give them a good <laughs> education. And then it'll be a good cycle because you want to social mobility, you want to move up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think not really. I think my parents are quite supportive in what I wanted to do and they were happy mm-hmm. to choose my pathway. Yeah. I, mean, I was lucky there. <laughs> I mean, you chose finance, so that's not exactly yeah. like completely off <laughs> mm. the Asian route. And I guess most very similar to you. I don't, I don't know if you would say market. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's non-Asian, but I guess it's not your typical doctor and lawyer um, mm-hmm. as well. But it is technically, air quote, blue collar. No, white collar, sorry. White collar, what am I talking about? So like you, I got lucky and my parents didn't pressure me into a particular career path. They were kind of just like, you know, you, you do whatever you want to do and that's fine. Mm. But I feel like there was a bit of hinting where my mom would be like, oh, you know, you, you, you're born in Australia, yeah. you're going to get a good education. Mm. Ideally, you would go into a white collar job. Yeah, so, like use your education while like we put you yeah. through this. So yeah. do us proud, and then mm-hmm. you feel that kind of like not immense, but some kind of pressure in a sense. Yeah, like I didn't see it as pressure at that time because mm. I wouldn't call it pressure. But I don't know if her saying that planted a seed in my head. I mean, I don't think so because I do enjoy marketing and I do enjoy what I what I studied, but. I do wonder, her saying that at a young age, I thought, hmm, I should probably choose something that's white collar, quote. Yeah, but I can understand where they are coming from, especially because both of us are the first people in our family to go to Mm -hmm. university. Yeah. Yeah, so my parents only went to primary school, high school, Mm -hmm. and then had to come, had to leave Vietnam and then come here. So I guess because of that, you do want to do them proud in a way. Yeah, no, I completely agree because both our parents are immigrants of Australia and like Mon's parents, my parents didn't go to university. My mum went to like a TAFE equivalent, but it wasn't a university. So I guess in a way they do want your, because, you know, they come to Australia, they want a better life for us. So in a way they do also want us to do the white collar jobs and get a good education and all that. So I can understand where they're coming from. 
I think it's more of a sense like I didn't get to do that and I don't have an yeah. education so I have to do blue mm. collar job and that's fine there's like there's absolutely no problem with that it's just I think they want us to do the opposite because they've but, given us this life and mm. which we're, we're both very lucky for like we're not complaining at all yeah it's just interesting okay do you think yeah sure you could follow what they want you to do right but eventually I feel like down the pathway a years down the road maybe four or five years you just regret yeah. not doing what you really want to do. Yeah. And I think that itself is quite sad because you want to be satisfied and mm-hmm. with where you are. Like money mm. doesn't matter. Come with like, yeah, money yeah. to a sense doesn't matter if like your happiness is at stake. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, you want to do them proud, but you can make them proud in so many other ways and give back in so many other ways. It yeah. doesn't need to be like a job. Yeah, I think that's where we're, we're both lucky is that we have parents yeah. that are happy with whatever we want to do because they want us to be happy and we're very grateful for that. And it mm. so happens that, I mean, I don't think our jobs pay like very well, but we have potential, I guess, to move up. Right up. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but at the same time, like we know friends that don't do, aren't doctors, aren't lawyers. And they still, they're happy. And I think that's all it matters to our parents at the end of the day. Because like Mon said, you don't want to regret 10 years down the track doing something that your parents pushed you to do and not what you wanted to do. But I guess we also say that from a point of view where we have supportive parents. Because I can imagine if your parents aren't supportive, it's really hard for you to be like, oh, let me do me. But also I want to make my parents proud because parents can be very overbearing sometimes. Sure, especially being Asian parents. Mm -hmm. I think we're just lucky in the sense where we live in Australia, so it is a developed country, so we have the option to yeah. do what we want. Yeah, definitely very lucky, definitely. And speaking of uni, I know we've both mentioned we both went to the same uni. Um, well, I went to a different uni in my first year. I went to RMIT and then I transferred to Monash in my second year. But Yay. Yeah, yay! <laughs> but we both had a great experience with uni. Um, I really enjoyed it. I know there are some people that don't enjoy it. Some people love it. I think we're on the love side, aren't we? Oh, I think we definitely enjoyed it. But I think that we did a lot of different things that made us enjoy. Yeah. Um, we, both Mon and I joined student societies. So in our first year, we joined <laughs> a <laughs> we joined a social club. Um. Which was interesting. Like, it was fun. It was first year. So, in your first year, you kind of just want to have fun and make friends and drink and go clubbing because you're legal and stuff. But it just wasn't for us, I think, in the end. It wasn't something that we wanted to continue with. Yeah. Continue is the key. I think we had (laughs) so much fun in our first year. Yeah, we did. We, I think, spent so much money on tickets to all the parties. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what you have to do. I feel like every first year... That goes to university. You just have to do that stuff. Otherwise, you're going to regret it. And then I think by second year, I don't know what changed, but I I wanted to do something serious Mm -hmm. or more academic. And I got roped into joining a club called ESSA, which is an economics club, which was one of my (laughs) majors. And it was the beginning of it. So I made Amelia join it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I joined as the marketing director, which was very fun, which was fitting actually, because I studied marketing and Mon studied economics. So, oh, she did finance echo. So 
it was fitting that she joined an economics club and yeah. I joined an economics club as a marketing director. <laughs> it balanced and Amelia went to become our president for one of the years last year. Yes, it was last year. It was okay. a good year. And Mon was the secretary. <laughs> yeah. And I recruited a couple of people I, I knew along the way through university. Club, and Mon so. never, ever, ever make, lets me forget it. She's like, oh, I introduced this person. They were so good. I introduced that person. It was so good. She just never lets any of us forget who she recruited recruited into the club excuse me <laughs> i think the club success some of it was, was for me like it was like five people i recruited into the club i think four five and they <laughs> all went to really great positions like you for example president <laughs> our other friend went to president also yeah became the treasurer and then another was a couple directors mm-hmm. Come on. okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough you did do a good job in that thank you but but I think also what was interesting is in second year, mm. I don't know what it was, but we almost just thought, right, we both have to do something serious now. Yeah. And I can't, I always think about it. I just don't know what made us like switch that mindset. I know that we want to do more extracurricular and I think the opportunity just like fell into my lap mm-hmm. and then I yeah. passed that along and I think we eventually just like ran with it. Yeah. And I'm glad we did because we were able to meet so many other, like you could say, like-minded peers who were in the same kind of zone as us. Yeah, definitely. I think joining our club is so good because you make friends and you also meet like-minded people. And I know some people think it's a bit lame to join a club, but it's it's actually so much fun. Like, it's not a lot of work to mm. make friends, like I said. And it's great to work on something and then see it being pulled up exactly. it's just yeah, a satisfaction sure. about it for sure like this club was our baby and yeah. it's bloomed <laughs> so proud <laughs> it's doing well it is doing well at the moment but yeah. I guess on the flip side of that we talked about things that we enjoyed which was pretty much joining social clubs and all that but what would you do different in hindsight now that we are out of university I wish I knew a lot more things in first year I wish someone gave me like mm-hmm. a one-on-one to what would be expected I Mm. think I remember going to uni thinking it would be straightforward and easy Mm -hmm. especially being a first year if you think about it in high school we had so much structure right yeah what 8 45 to 3 o'clock you have six sessions with breaks Mm -hmm. in between and that's your day you know what classes you're going to who you're going to see who your teachers were and how you Mm -hmm. can contact and I wish someone told me that first that uni in general is not like that it's all up to you yeah yeah I I completely agree like figuring out your timetable know that you need to make friends quotation marks might not be friends but in your tutorials so you can do group assignments together Oh my god, group assignments. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole issue itself. Oh my but, god. <laughs> or like even like balancing out, balancing out lectures and tutorials because I fell behind quite quickly in my first semester, mm. and I also failed. And I wish someone told me like the ins and outs of what we yeah. would be like because I struggled a little bit there. Yeah, I would say the same. I think in first year I definitely did it tough just with small things like mm. figuring out your timetable. Uni is so different. It's so different to high school, like Mon said. There's no structure. It's all up to you. There's no one. No one cares if you fail. Let's no be honest. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, no one cares if you fail. So it's all up to you to 
um, keep up with the lectures, do your mm-hmm. readings, study. Like, that's why I really struggled with first year as well. It's just I had no one to help me. And that makes me sound like such a child. But coming from seven years of high school where someone's like, hey, this piece of homework is due Monday and this, you know, you have a sack on Tuesday. You have someone telling you all of that for seven years and then going to uni where no one gives a shit about you. It's like, whoa. And I think that's why some people don't do so well in uni because they're not used to that. So I definitely struggled in that sense. Pluck you from high school to uni, dump you into a hole. Survive. (laughs) Losing your skin. (laughs) I almost wish that maybe in year 12 or even like year 11, year 12, they gave us a bit of a transition where they kind of let let us go a little bit but still check in because obviously you need to do well in BC. But I just kind of wish they did that so there wasn't such a whoa, the university is so hard for us in first year. If you but. think about it, like a whole semester worth of, of a unit, 12 weeks of that, is literally like one whole year's worth of content. In yeah. School, right? So that, that pace was yeah. so fast and you just couldn't, you had to learn to catch up and yeah. know what that pace was. And that was yeah. like so new and foreign, I think. But I think after about, after the first year, we definitely got used to it. You get into a bit of a rhythm, a routine. Mm-hmm. But I think also, like Mona and I just said, is that we're both the first people to go to university. So we didn't have older siblings and we didn't have anyone to really tell us the ins and outs of uni. So we had to figure it out ourselves. So I wish I, wish I actually asked my cousins more. But oh, I think since like, I struggled with everyone together. I was like, oh, you're, you're behind me too. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think at first year, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know if I would say I fell behind. I think I just got overwhelmed with the pace. That yeah. University was definitely a lot of crying, that's yeah. for sure. I failed accounting in first year, and I wish someone actually told me that I didn't need to do accounting. Mm. But it was uh, subject you had to do, though, right? It was a yeah, program. <laughs> but I chose the harder accounting, <laughs> financial accounting, so accounting for managers. Because I was like, oh, well, like, it goes hand in hand with finance and mm. it should be okay. Like, you know, I, it should make sense to me. But yeah. I, it just didn't make sense. And I fell asleep in my classes again. I just think a sign. Like, if I fall asleep, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but you also fell asleep in lectures in subjects you did enjoy, though. Amelia, stop screaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get what you... <laughs> No, I, every, no one likes account because I did it in year 12. I just knew it wasn't for me. Yeah, I wish but. I did that. Um, <laughs> I wish I knew earlier. But then I yeah, I failed and then my wham dropped. So sad. <laughs> um, and lectures, I don't know, like one hour in, I just like my attention span is very low sometimes. No, I definitely agree. Because in high school, our classes were less than an hour. They're only about 45 minutes. So we had never had to sit in front of someone in a dark room listening for an hour. So I definitely struggled with that as well. Like I remember I had a lecture at 8 a.m. And I thought, well, I have to go because this is first year. This is uni. Like, you have yeah. to go. It's compulsory. Not knowing that you can actually skip lectures. And I just yeah. remember thinking, oh, my God, I think I'm actually going to fall sleep like it's so early in the morning and it's so boring funny enough it was actually a management lecture that I didn't enjoy <laughs> and I think after I skipped like two lectures I'm like yeah management is definitely not for me I just didn't really enjoy it. I was very different to high school so I just dropped it but I do wish that I did finance though because you worked at the bank do you now know yeah. you want to work in finance yeah I think once I started working at bank in my second year 
mm. I realized, oh, the finance world is actually quite interesting. I actually wish I did、um, international relations as my. I wish I did an、mm. arts major to balance out the business part yeah. of it.、Um, yeah, I did a first year unit in international relations, introduction to it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really fascinating, and it was just really relevant to what's happening now.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the political and like social context. But yeah, I wish I knew that in first year, and not knowing in my like fourth year. And by then, I was like, the oldest kid in class. And I just <laughs> I was doing it as a bludge to get through. <laughs> like no intention to like succeed, but get me through this year. I do I remember you doing that subject. I do remember, yeah, yeah. And then right, you coming out of class, you're like, everyone's in first year, and I'm like, yeah, what do you expect? It's a first year subject. But like, it was just, it wasn't embarrassing. But the first week when you had to introduce yourself, and everyone's like, yeah, I'm in my first year or second year. I just finished high school last year. I was like, oh, you babies. And then when I introduced myself, hi, I'm Monica. I'm in my fourth year. <laughs> Grandma, graduate. But you know, if you need any advice, feel free to ask me. I was the second oldest in class, by the way, because the Trudeau was the first one. Like, how sad is that? In our university degrees, there was a lot of um, what are they called? Electives. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of got to choose a lot of random subjects to、yeah. do, which was fun, but it's also if especially if you don't know what you want to do, you kind of end up wasting those subjects. I feel like. Yeah, it depends what you do with them. I also, I think, I wish I knew someone told me to use the course advisors better. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think after when before I went on exchange is when I started to use them because I need to figure out course courses I need to、yeah. take overseas. But I wish someone told me to see them early because they give you so much advice and how you want to progress with your course or what、yeah. you do with your electives.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I started seeing them quite early on because, like I said before, I transferred from RMIT after my first year. So as soon as I got、yeah. to Monash, I had to go see them a lot for my credit transfer. So、oh, yeah. naturally, when you go to see them, they kind of ask you what you want to do, and then you're stationed about、mm-hmm. what you want to do with your degree. So I started seeing them quite early on, which was good because I managed to do an internship and do a study tour in my degree, which is exactly what I wanted. They're definitely beneficial because they kind of help you, give you options, especially if you don't know what to do with your leftover unit. You can go on exchange, you can go on study tours, you can do like a placement. Yeah, I did a placement、mm. with my electives. Yeah,、uh, I drew out a lot of my course progression. Like every semester,、mm-hmm. I would draw my diagram again, like my timetables, <laughs> all my like what units I would take. But I think、yeah. advice is, is something I would totally suggest to anyone who. Is study uni or is in uni? Because wow, they've helped me a lot.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I love them. I love them. Yes, and I guess like throughout uni, Amelia and I did work. Yeah, we did. We did. We studied and we worked, which again is not something that we both regret because it was、mm-hmm. kind of fun. Like sometimes it definitely got stressful when there was exams and assignments, but. It kind of taught us how to time manage, which sounds so lame, but it's true. Like it taught us to time manage and prioritize things. So I worked at the cinemas for four and a half years, actually. So that was、Oof. my very first job, and then <laughs> I also got a second job as a tutor. <laughs> oh yes, I do remember. Yes, for primary school kids that were teaching us <laughs> in English to like second years. That was my favorite <laughs> because all they did was like. Not want to study on a Saturday morning, which is totally fair. 
yeah, it's I totally relatable. Them, yeah, I had to make them. <laughs> I had to make them study, and I was like, I wish I did, but like I have to be the mature one. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite kid. And oh, it's funny shit. because that was us. Yeah, like I would. My favorite kid would. His name was Martin, I remember, mm-hmm. and he would just like starfish in the ground and like lie down or like spin <laughs> around the ground. And I'm like. Martin, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Miss, I just don't want to do work. I just want to sleep. <laughs> and like in my head, yeah, do like me too. Ten a.m. I don't want to be here. <laughs> it's a Saturday. I'm just here to make a bit of extra cash. But get up, Martin. We're doing additions or something like that. <laughs> but you also did um babysitting as well. Yeah. So before going on my exchange, I just hustled. Mm. I did cinemas, I did babysitting, I did tutoring. So I did Mm. three jobs, and I think I was doing a bit of uni work towards the end because it was downtime. So it was, like Amelia said, learning how to balance and being organised on top of that. Yeah. I got really good at, but it was very hectic. I remember doing about close to 30, and I was really struggling. But I was starting the job, so I felt really nervous to ask them to reduce my hours. So I kind of had to suck it up for a little bit until I was more comfortable. I do remember crying at work once now that we, now that I think about it. I just remember being so overwhelmed with uni and I was going to my third year. And I think at that time I thought I was going to graduate. I ended up extending, but I thought I was going to graduate. So I was really concerned about applying for jobs as well. And I just remember getting so overwhelmed at work one day. Yeah. And I think a customer was really mean to me because you get a lot of mean customers at the bank. So a customer was really mean to me and I went out the back and I just started crying because I was so overwhelmed with uni, with yeah. work, and the customer was mean to me. And I was thinking about applying for grad roles, which was stressful in itself. Yeah. I just don't understand, like, customs in general. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't understand rude people. Like, why do you have to be so mean? Like, I just remember that I had to deal with a lot of rude customers. And there's a lot of customers that wanted things a certain way. Like, they wanted their notes. You know where the window is in notes? They needed it to be in the same, like, spot. <laughs> why? <laughs> it's Then they would, sometimes you'll give them the money and they would stand there for, like, 20 seconds, making sure that their notes were the right way. Like, I'm sorry if you're one of those people, but that's really annoying. Cause <laughs> Yeah, you go you and have, tell them. <laughs> you have an entire line of people and they're just staring at you. It's like, sorry, it's not my fault. It's the person in front of me. Like, but I work in retail now. And I think, I mean, you get like every now and then like stupid customers asking a lot of like weird questions, which they can forget <laughs> themselves. But my favorite thing is, because um, I work in clothing. So when people ask me, hey, can do you have any sleeveless jackets around? <laughs> a vest. <laughs> I'm like, do you mean a vest? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, a vest. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly. Like, did you think when you asked me that? <laughs> but sometimes, okay, to be fair, maybe they just don't know that it's called vest, though. Okay, but then what's this? If they're after a waterproof vest. Wait, what's the waterproof? Wait, what's the point? Yeah, that's the question. Like, why would you ask a waterproof vest <laughs> when it doesn't exist and it makes no sense? Because why are you wearing it then? Like, wear <laughs> your a... arms get wet. <laughs> yeah, wear a rain jacket. Like, <laughs> think <laughs> about it. Like, why would you wear a waterproof vest? Think about your arms. What are you going to do about it? Like, let them be wet and like your chest is. Oh, okay. yeah, you just have some weird people. Like, customers are just a whole new level. You sometimes have people come into the bank and they're all freaked out 
and they're like, oh, someone stole my card, you know, like someone just used my card, I'm being hacked. And then you lodge the thing to get the team to investigate this. And then they come back like the next day and they're like, oh, never mind, it's me. I forgot I took an Uber. I forgot I got Uber Eats. I forgot I bought this. I'm like, are you serious? Really? Yeah, you get that all the time, especially with students. But then they check their transactions. I think sometimes transactions, like the merchant name is different. So they get, they think, oh, I didn't buy stuff from this. But I don't know. Like, how do you not remember how much you spend, though? I mean, I do that, but I just accept what I spend. I'm like, oh, I probably okay. spend that. Okay, Mon, maybe, <laughs> okay, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you're ever unsure, you, you can always Google it and it should come up with the actual place. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Don't go into a bank all <laughs> freaking out that someone hacked you. And then it's because it's a bit of a process to undo it as well. So, yeah, just, but at the same time, like you, I sometimes look at my transactions <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I probably did spend that 995 yeah. here i'm like i don't know why it's probably food but okay <laughs> yeah be sure though 98 percent sure at the time in all seriousness though even though i say that the bank I, i'm complaining about all the customers i do sometimes miss it surprisingly uh, now that i'm in a grad role uh, which mm-hmm. i've been in since feb Sometimes I do miss being, because I work at a computer, I'm working from home at the moment, and sure, you talk to your colleagues on Teams, but it's not the same. I kind of just miss interacting with people, but mm. yeah, I'm in grad at the moment, I'm enjoying it, but Mon's at the moment going through the process of finding a grad slash a full-time job, so we both know how stressful it can be and how tedious and just emotionally draining yeah. the whole process can be. Almost too emotionally draining, I think. I 100%, 200% agree with that. Especially with grad roles in Australia, they're, or even Victoria, South Melbourne, mm. it's very competitive yep. itself um, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So having that on top of it has been really stressful. I think I've decided to apply for grad roles since February, March, right, when they open. Yeah. And I'm yeah. still in that process of finding something uh, why also like doing uni beforehand mm-hmm. so yeah I think it has been very emotionally draining and very demotivating if that's the word for it yeah of course yeah especially because- when you get um rejections it's kind of like oh you try not to take it personally but sometimes it does you do take it personally especially if you're not having a great day um but yeah. in all fairness, Mon, it is a pandemic. The economy is not doing so well. So it's not your, yeah, like I'm sure you'll find something. It's not your fault. But yeah. I do understand that it can be stressful. And with the added pressure of trying to find one in a pandemic is, yeah, too much. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a reduced intake in most organizations, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, so I've had internship experience and in the last from November to May I interned at a place mm-hmm. and like that was really great experience but even having that in my resume like yes it looks great but you know yeah it's still so hard getting myself out there and putting yeah it and I guess that's what happens after uni but yeah I just think it's definitely extra hard this year is what I'm finding <laughs> yeah for sure and I feel like grad roles and all that it's just so competitive in Melbourne like you said yeah I feel like a lot of people go for the same thing or very similar things and there's not a lot 
compared to Sydney. So yeah, it's them. definitely very competitive. But you keep looking and searching and eventually mm-hmm. the door will open and I'll yeah. get my opportunity. But exactly. Yeah, but the process is draining. I think I particularly just hate video interviews. Yeah, they're the worst, honestly. Like, I don't get it. Like, I get it's automated and it reduces the like, HR process for them. But mm. it's just, like, so awkward because you're speaking to a computer for, what, two minutes. You don't, you can't re-record sometimes or you do. It's, like, twice. And, yeah, it's awkward and you have to say it in a structure that they that they like. Yeah. Very robotic. <laughs> it's not natural. It's definitely not natural talking to yourself and answering questions to a computer screen. And it's funny because I don't like the sound of my voice, which is ironic because we're making a podcast. <laughs> but... I just cringe every time I see yeah. myself. So I, Mon and I have the same thing where we don't like to re-record. We record it and if we're happy with it, we just admit it. We don't try to strive with for perfection yeah. when it comes to video interviews because you could be there all day. Yeah. yeah. I don't even re-watch them. Like, I know you're meant to, to make sure that you do okay. Sometimes I just don't re-watch it. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Best of luck. But I guess that's also why I've been rejected by so many places. <laughs> Oh, so many rejections. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I'm out of that process. Very luckily, I did get a grad role before the pandemic hit. But I think starting a career in a pandemic has its mm. challenges in itself. I've definitely struggled a little with it. But, you know, you just have to keep on swimming. Yeah, it's like not the exact environment you want to be in. But has it been hard to connect with your colleagues or other grads? Or I won't lie. I won't lie. It has definitely been a little hard to make that connection with yeah. colleagues and mm-hmm. rightfully so because it's not normal like you can't yeah. pop over and make small talk and it can yeah. get really awkward if you don't have anything to talk about yeah. in the meeting and especially if a meeting's about to end at the start <laughs> I didn't know how to end it I'd kind of be like yeah just waiting uh, for them to end but then they also yeah. don't really know how to do it so it just oh drags gosh. out <laughs> But How awkward. <laughs> it is awkward. So now I'm just kind of like, I'm just conscious of time. And then it kind of ends like that as soon as you say it. But it's just hard to make connections. It's hard to learn. And if you're struggling with something, you can't exactly like walk over to someone's desk and yeah. ask them. You have to either email or Teams them or call them. And yeah. as a grad, sometimes you think, I really don't want to bother this person. But I'm saying yeah. you need help. So it's not ideal, but. It doesn't seem like we're going back to the office anytime soon, so you just have to kind of get used to it and adapt. I think adapt is the key. Yeah. And it's funny because people say that after this pandemic, the way of working is going to change. So it'll be interesting once you get a full-time job, Mon, post-pandemic, entering the workforce will be very different to what it was pre-COVID. I think definitely be interesting. Like, I remember I when I was interning, I had to do a presentation mm. to, like, 25 people to a broader team on this research project, and it was through Skype. And you just can't read their reaction. So I was performing to, like, blank screen, essentially. Yeah, and sometimes it was people like, don't turn their cameras on. Yeah, and it was, like, a 10-minute presentation. And then I was like, thank you for listening. <laughs> and I'm an intern, you know? Like, no, I'm really not, but... Not everyone knows who I like. I am. I was like, "Hello, I'm Monica. But, like, this is my <laughs> project." And bye. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it is definitely. A bit... And also, you can't ask someone about their hobbies and like what they like to do. You don't really get to know someone when it's virtual. It's really hard. Yeah, so it hasn't been a great year, but you yeah, know, it's nearly the end. So yeah, this whole year has been a challenge, but mm-hmm. you know, we're getting there. And I think that really wraps up this episode for us. It's been good to think back to high school, which was five years ago. 
it kind of makes me feel really sad if you are in high school I doubt it but if you are in high school good luck for your exam tomorrow also they will be listening to this on Thursday so I hope you had a good English exam (laughs) yeah good luck with cheering you on but I don't miss it and I feel really old talking about (laughs) high school because five years on but also (laughs) some people might think oh you're so young we are very conscious we are still in our early <laughs> 20s and we're still at the start of our careers. Like, Mon's trying to find her full-time role and I only just began my career. So we don't have a lot of experience when it comes to yeah. the workforce. But we hope you enjoyed this episode regardless, talking through our education, our careers, our university experience. And don't forget that we'll be releasing an episode every Friday. So please subscribe and follow this podcast. We'll see you on it.